This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. Well, thanks so much for uh, checking in today. I'm gonna, I'm excited to do a little meditation. Thought we'd start just with a, a quick centering and a practice that I use when I'm getting in and out of the car. A lot of times, especially when I'm in a rush, uh, I do six breaths. The official practice is twenty breaths, and so it's little more than closing our eyes and counting on each inhale until we get to 10. And then when we get to 10, we start counting backwards, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, all the way to zero. So um, we'll do that and then talk a little bit about the fact that I'm still busy, even though I'm locked down. So as you're ready, you might let your eyes close. Taking a moment to drop into your seat Settling and relaxing. Letting the breath flow. Letting the breath be naturally. And then with the next breath, count one on the inhale. And the next breath, two on the inhale. and continue this way. Letting the breath find its own pace. Continuing to the 10th breath and then heading back the other direction. And as you conclude the 20 breaths, you might feel the feet connected to the earth. Sit 
sensing the body supported, letting the heart be soft. Being aware of the unfolding of experience in the mind. And just allowing it to be as it is in this moment. And opening your eyes now and continuing to bring a gentle awareness to the breath. as we listen and witness and practice together this evening. So I'm not sure if I told you, but um, the topic I've been thinking about the last couple of days is still, still busy. <laughs> I was talking with someone the other day and they talked about how their mind was overworked and tired. Uh, this is a person whose job responsibilities have ha actually dropped quite a bit, but we've got this tendency to have a busy mind, a monkey mind, and that's still going. <laughs> um, I'm still working as a teacher, but one of the things I'm marveling at is how I don't know where all the time has gone. Uh, I usually spend at least an hour a day in the car. I spend a half hour, you know, going to stores, uh, countless hours driving Jack around and uh, going to doctor's appointments and yoga classes. And so much of that isn't happening right now, but I, I don't feel like I've fully reclaimed that time. And a big part of that for me is that despite the fact that a lot of my physical responsibilities and and opportunities have faded into the <laughs> into the isolation that we're forced into. Uh, my mind keeps racing, uh, stays stays busy. So I find myself worrying and and planning and fixing and strategizing, even though I'm not moving anywhere. So I think it's for me a time to rejigger, to reset. Uh, just occurred to me that we're about or at least I'm about five or six weeks into a four-week plan <laughs> that I kind of set up my life for, hey, we're going to be uh, around the house for the next four weeks or so, and then we'll open the doors and go right back to the way things are, and that clearly doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting how you describe that. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit from John Kabat-Zinn today, uh, kind of the grandfather of modern American mindfulness and the founder of mindfulness-based stress reduction. And he has this long drawn out definition of what mindfulness is, but the short version, the two word version of his definition is non-judging awareness. Uh, mindfulness is non-judging awareness, but it makes me think that the first step of mindfulness tends to be judging awareness. So be, we become more aware, but that judging habit, which serves us so well in the world, you know, we make we make these great decisions and we, we take challenging information and we put it together and uh, it makes us effective in our jobs, 
but it doesn't always make us effective uh, as a self-critic, a superstar self-critic. So uh, the little article I, I've selected today uh, talks a little bit about the busyness that our mind continues to bring to us. I actually was stressed out about five or six years ago, and so I came up with this idea to set my uh, phone to buzz every five minutes. So I took one of these interval timers that you do for workouts, and you know I set it up for five minutes on, five minutes off, and it literally would just buzz every five minutes at me. And the practice was to see what was going on whenever that thing buzzed. And it turned out that every time it buzzed, I was not doing what I thought I was doing. I was always planning, I was worrying. And if I was washing the dishes or something like that, I would be somewhere else in that planning world. If I was analyzing a stock, I'd be somewhere else in that planning world. So uh, wherever you go, there you are. That's the book that this is from. So it's called Letting Go. The phrase letting go has to be high in the running for a new age cliche of the century. It is overused and abused daily. Yet it is such a powerful inward maneuver that it merits looking into, cliche or no. There is something vitally important to be learned from the practice of letting go. Letting go means just what it says. It's an invitation to cease clinging to anything, whether it be an idea, a thing, an event, a particular time or view or desire. It is a conscious decision to release with full acceptance into the stream of present moments as they are unfolding. To let go means to give up coercing, resisting, or struggling in exchange for something more powerful and wholesome, which comes out of allowing things to be as they are without getting caught in your attention to or rejection of them. In the intrinsic stickiness of wanting of liking and disliking. It's akin to letting your palm open to unhand something you have been holding on to. But it's not only the stickiness of our desires concerning outer events which catches us, nor is it only holding on with our hands. We hold on with our minds. We catch ourselves, get stuck ourselves, by holding often desperately to narrow views, to self-serving hopes and wishes. Letting go really refers to choosing to become transparent to the strong pull of our own likes and dislikes, and of the unawareness that draws us to cling to them. To be transparent requires that we allow fears and insecurities to play themselves out in the field of full awareness. Letting go is only possible if we can bring awareness and acceptance to the nitty-gritty of just how stuck we can get. If we allow ourselves to recognize the lenses we slip so consciously between observer and observed, that then filter and color, bend and shape our view. We can open in those sticky moments, especially if we are able to capture them in awareness and recognize it when we get caught up in either pursuing or clinging or condemning and rejecting in seeking our own gain. Stillness 
insight, and wisdom arise only when we can settle into being complete in this moment without having to seek or hold on to or reject anything. This is a testable proposition. Try it out just for fun. See for yourself whether letting go when a part of you really wants to hold on doesn't bring a deeper satisfaction than clinging. I created a, a schedule and looking at it now, there's more things undone than there were at the start of the day. <laughs> and I, I think that really contributes to my still busy. And what I'm exploring is how I might let go of those expectations of the things that I thought I might do. And so I thought we could drop into practice with that as an idea, uh, the idea of letting go, particularly of the outcome, particularly of expectation and knowing that our mind is meant to think <laughs> and those thoughts are, are just thoughts. Uh, so how can we let those thoughts be okay? Uh, recognizing them as energy and letting them, them come and go. So we'll practice for about 15 minutes or so and then have a couple of minutes to debrief at the end. Does that sound okay? Excellent. And perhaps we still have that breath in our awareness. As you let the eyes close, you can drop back into a feeling of the breath as it flows in and out of the body. Sensing how the breath can only happen in the present. Feeling the abdomen rising and falling as you breathe in and out. Gently naming this movement. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. In and out. In and out. First act of letting go is letting go of any attempt to control the breath. And the breath will flow without any effort on your part. So we let go and let go and let go. And then we forget. And drawing tighter to the breath, the invitation is simply to let go again. This practice of meditation invites us to fail and start over. Breathing in 
and breathing out. Expanding the awareness to include the field of thinking and feeling. Watching as the mind and heart unfolds. You might find memories there, expectations, regrets and opportunities. To the extent you're able, just let them come and go. When you find yourself caught building out a story or stuck on a difficulty you've been experiencing, simply acknowledge it and come back to the breath, releasing that thought back to the well of experience. not holding your experience so tightly. You might even bring an awareness to the body, gently scanning for areas that might be tense or tight and releasing any holding there. Seeing if you might soften and let go. The exhale tends to relax the body, but oftentimes with the inhale, we become clenched again. So 
So coming back to the areas of your attention and letting them go again and again. Perhaps coming back to the field of thought and emotion. Noticing the mind has a tendency to let go, but then hold on even tighter to what's left. So you might treat this as an invitation to experiment. As you let go, see what's left and see if you can let go of that as well. might get a signal of this clenching when we feel that things should be a different way, feel that things should be easier or faster. That single signal reminds us that we might let go. That we might let it be Okay, just for now. Not resisting any experience. Another signal that we might let go is a recognition of shoulds and coulds and woulds. When those voices arise of how things ought to be or might have been, using that as an invitation to let go again.
As we continue the practice, you might check in with the body or the breath again. Let yourself be nourished by this moment where you can simply observe. Bringing a non-judging awareness. Bringing a curiosity as you become more intimate and familiar. Sensing the body as it relaxes. Sensing the body as it tightens up and clenches again. And letting go. Softening, releasing. Being the witness to your experience. In these last few minutes, drawing the attention back to this role as the witness. Simply observing the experience unfold. The words and images created by the mind. The sensations of the heart and the body. Welcome them. Letting it be okay in this moment. Recognize all of these as energy, letting it flow.
And now reflecting on what may have shifted or changed as you practiced. What came up that was interesting or surprising or difficult? Sensing how you might welcome the sound of the bell to conclude our practice. <laughs> 